This is a Shir on Likutei Sichais, Chelek Chof Dalad, Book 24, Shaiftim, the Sicha of Shaiftim, the first Sicha. With regard to the mitzvah that it's spoken about in our parsha of appointing a king, the Torah says, Seim Tosim Alechom Melech, you shall surely place upon yourself a king, so it's well known the question. And the Rebbe in the footnote says that this question is brought, it's a well known question, it's in the Abarbanel, it's in the uh, it's in the Kli Yokar, it's in the Radak. It's a, it's, a, it's a well-known question. What's the question? You'll see the question, you'll understand. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a blatant question. When the Eden came and they asked by Shmuel Anovi, they said, give us a king. He was very upset. Later in the uh, book of Shmuel, book of uh, Samuel, the first book, Shmuel Aleph, he, uh, the Jewish people come and they say, okay, now we have conquered Israel. Place upon us a king. So rather than having a positive reaction, oh, they want to fulfill now the mitzvah that Hashem has given them in our parsha, make a king, Hashem reacts. Shmuel is upset. And Hashem also reacts in a way that shows his displeasure. He says, Ki masu. Shmuel, don't worry, they're not rebelling against you. It's not that they want to replace you, that you're not good enough in your leadership. They want a king, <clears throat> but they've denigrated, they, they, they are despising me. It's me they want to, um, so to speak, distance themselves from and have a physical king. We need to understand. It's a mitzvah that Hashem himself told the Eden, especially according to what our sages tell us. That Gimel mitzvah nitzavi Yisrael, there were three mitzvahs that the Bnei Yisrael achieved and were, in other words, were commanded. When they came into Yisrael, one of them is Lahamid Melech, to appoint for them a king, etc., so if there's a mitzvah, they go into Eretz Yisrael to appoint a king. <coughs> the other mitzvah is, relates to Amalek, and the other mitzvah relates to the Beis Amikdash. But the mitzvah of making a king is something that they get when they come into Eretz Yisrael. And it must be a very high mitzvah. It's In the country, it's a mitzvah that you can't always do. It's a mitzvah that's hinged on being settled in Eretz Yisrael. So it's such a big mitzvah, why does Hashem respond that he finds it unfavorable. And on the other hand, if when they asked for a king, somehow it was improper, so why does Hashem say at that time to Shmuel, you know what? They asked for a king, let's give them a king. And he tells him to appoint a king, King Shaul. Shaul, the king, is appointed as a response to that request that the Bnei Saul had. So, two questions. In other words, isn't it a mitzvah regardless? The Torah gave us such a mitzvah. On the other hand, if somehow it's, they ask for it not in a proper way, why does Hashem say to make a king? So in Chassidus, now the Tzemach Tzedek in Derech Mitzvah Secha, where he explains the reasons behind mitzvahs, he explains as follows, that the point of appointing a king is two reasons. One reason higher than the other reason. Aleph. First of all, a simple reason. Because as the Mishnah says, you have to pray for the for the strength of the government you're in, because if not for the fear of government, a person would swallow the other person alive. In other words, where they're not policing and rules and civil enforcement of rules, uh, government enforcement, kingdom enforcement, then people may swallow each other up alive. There would be anarchy. It would be mayhem in society. We need a governing force on top of us in order to have humans interact properly and civilly in a society that can, that can operate. In other words, the king has to 
literally be the one that directs and executes and lead the the behavior of the people in his country that should be appropriate behavior even when you say well we're talking about rational people come on we all understand that if, uh, if a steals from b and b steals from c and c steals from a that means it's just society becomes lawless reckless a dangerous place a place where nobody nobody is excited there's a there's a, a joke somebody once told me a guy lands in italia in italy he takes a, 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 a taxi, and the taxi um, is going through all the red lights. And finally he comes to a green light, he screeches to a halt. The guy asks, hey, what's the matter? Why do you, why, why do you, I understand why you go through red lights, you, you're in a hurry, you don't want to wait for red lights. Why do you stop and you come to a green light? So he says, you know, I'm scared, of, maybe my brother coming the other way. You know, if everybody's lawless, that affects negatively anybody. So even, so it is possible to understand that civil, uh, uh, sane, Intellectual people understand that they should act appropriately. Nonetheless, that's not enough because besides for the rational part that we have as humans, we also have the fact that what it says in the end of the uh, of, in the end of the third portion of Kriyashma, we talk about tzitzis, says that don't go after your heart and your eyes because the eye sees and the heart desires. And so therefore it may be that intellectually one would understand that one needs to behave civilly, but there's urges and impulses that perhaps would not be controlled and therefore you need the king you, even though you may see something and want to steal it but you see that there's a camera and there's a policeman and there's a fine and there's a jail so people will conduct themselves appropriately that's the lower level of what kingship is second level is once there's already a governance of the mind over heart person is always in control of his behavior we're not scared that he's going to have a temporary lapse and follow his animalistic urge to go and steal something he knows no he's in control of what's appropriate behavior so we don't need a king for civil behavior however there are some things that a person at his level doesn't have the das doesn't have the perception to understand how he should act in that way and the king who's intrinsically a higher person we're talking here about a real king a king appointed by a prophet and because of his Myla, because of his uh, um, advanced state of being, he is what we call the Torah called Shol. The Shol was He was from his shoulder and upwards higher than everybody. In other words, a head above the rest, literally. A head above the rest doesn't just mean a, a physical stature. It means his intellectual and spiritual stature, most importantly, is that he's way above the people. So when he gives instructions about what, how a person should conduct himself and people follow him, that is sharing with them some inner vision, some inner recognition and level that he has that the people don't have. Even the people that are high level in terms of functioning as a civil society and being good people and being people that follow their, their minds, not their hearts. But the king is a, is, a, is, a total, is, is a different level entirely. And what he's seeing is what the people aren't seeing. And he shares that with them. And that's in its source, says the Rebbe, what by Am Yisrael is supposed to be a king, their master and king is Hashem. That's the ultimate master. The king of flesh and blood that is appointed is an intermediary. It's somebody placed here on earth to reveal the kingship of Hashem to the Jewish people. In other words, like this. Yidin on their own are believers in Hashem. 
they understand, they feel, they get it, that their chayas, their vitality comes from the malchus, comes from the kingship, from, from the kingship of Hashem. And that automatically should bring about by them the bitl to Hashem. However, if they don't have that bitl, they don't have that um, feeling of submission to Hashem, they need a physical king that through the fear, through the awe of his kingship, they now get a, a, a fear of Hashem. The Rebbe just referenced here another thing. There's two levels in Derech Mitzvah there. The lower level of kingship is actually two parts of a spectrum. The lower end of the spectrum is if without a king, without governance, a person would swallow up the other person. Simply, we need strong governance. We need a king to make sure that the behavior of society is civil and moral. Then there's something a little bit higher, but it's also part of this lower level, and that is the highest person in terms of power in the kingdom is the king. When the king is like it says by David Amelech, by the by the by the good kings, when the king is in a state of submissiveness and bittle, and he is egoless in front of God then by extension, everybody gets impacted by that and becomes in awe and submissive to Hashem. Because if the king, who's the greatest, most powerful, most awe-inspiring, and the subjects have to be totally subjugated and submissive before him, who is he submissive to and egoless before, before Hashem? So the greatest person in the imagination of the subject is the king, and his behavior is a behavior that engenders and arouses submissiveness to Hashem. So, um, can I say, a, 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 they say a joke, I shouldn't say a joke in such, it, it just perhaps will help a little bit to understand this point. Uh, they say the whole France is scared of a mouse. Why? Because everybody is scared of Napoleon. Napoleon is scared of his wife. His wife is scared of a mouse. So by extension, everybody, the whole France is scared of a mouse. It's, it's a joke, obviously. But there is some, some aspect that perhaps we can understand there. At the lower end of the spectrum, a king keeps society together. At the higher end, he's the ultimate model of how we should be, of the, how the subjects should be egoless and submissive before Hashem. Because what's your great, what, what, what is your ego aimed towards? A lot of money, a lot of power. And what happens when you get to the money and power? Look at the king. You realize that it's a, so by extension, but that's lower level. Because like the Rebbe says here, Yidin by default are believers in Hashem. And really what that includes is also that they understand that everything they have comes from Hashem. So they don't need a king to give an example of how to be submissive to Hashem. That, that's still a lower level. Again, two spectrums I think we could say of that lower level. One is simply to make sure people don't steal. And the other, was, the other one is to make sure that people are submissive to Hashem. People are, 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 are not... Um, are not mistakenly arrogant and proud and ego edging God out. You see, the king is the greatest in their mind and he's submissive for Hashem, that brings a submissive. But that's not, that's lower level still. However, says the Rebbe continues, when, a yid, when the Yidin are in a position where they have that bitl, that submissiveness before Hashem, in and of themselves, then what the achievement, what the, what, what the meaning 
an addition by appointing a king, oh, that's the higher level. That's going to transmit to them the levels of godliness that the Yidin would not be able to come to on their own. Because you're talking about levels that are higher, definitively higher from what they can comprehend. The king is a higher person. He has a higher level of depth given to him by Hashem. And the king, because of his greater presence, because of his greater um, um, level, draws down and pours down to the people this higher level that he sees, shares with them that level. And that already creates by the Yidna a higher level of Yira and Bittl, of submissiveness and, and, and being um, um, egoless before Hashem. Something that's higher than their capacity of understanding. And therefore they would not have come to it from themselves. It's a higher level. He's sharing with them something that he sees that they don't see. Gimel. According to this, we'll understand the answer to the questions. Shmuel Anavi wanted that the Eden should be in a higher level. They should be submissive to Hashem because of their own level. They shouldn't need a king to bring them, not to acting civil and not even to being egoless before Hashem. The king should be a high level king. He should be able to bring to them to a higher level of bitl, of submissiveness and yira, or generally a higher level of awe. And, and, and generally speaking, says the Rebbe, this is yira ilah. This is a higher level of awe. We say it's not fear of punishment, it's not fear of Gehenim, it's not, not, it's, not. it's simply a, a huge, when you, when you in, in the awareness of the awesomeness of Hashem, and you just want to be connected to Him by doing Torah and Mitzvahs and so on. But the Yidin didn't ask, what the Yidin asked, they, in their language, they said, we want a king to judge us like all the nations. A king that should protect us from swallowing each other up alive. Shmuel says, that's not good. That shows, that shows that they're, they're, they're not aiming for that level that I want from them. They're, aiming for, they're, they're talking about keeping them in check, lower level. And that's why Hashem said, Shmuel, the problem is, they have denigrated me. They, 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 they don't want me. In other words, I'm not enough of a presence in their lives that that should be able to save them from acting properly should be able to inspire them to act properly. If Hashem would be, if I, says Hashem, would be more uppermost in their lives, they wouldn't need a king to do what a king does in all nations, which is provide a, a, a government that holds everybody in place. But you may ask, doesn't the Pasuk here in Sheftim say that when you come to Eretz Yisrael and you say, I want a, a, a king like all the nations make a king. That's just what they're asking in Shaftim. So the Rebbe brings an other time from the Ramban. The Ramban here says that really where the Torah says you will come to Israel and you will say make a king like all kings, that's not part of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to make a king and that's higher level. A king that should bring a higher, an, ex, an intrinsically higher level than the Jews can come to on themselves. That's really the mitzvah, the base mitzvah. The Pasuk that's saying you will come and say give me a king like all the nations, that's a a prediction that's put in the Torah, this is what's going to happen. It's not, this is not the way it should, but in the end, that's what's going to happen. And that's what happens. But really, the mitzvah, and that's what Shmuel really was disappointed about, the mitzvah should be higher level. Now, we asked, okay, so now we understand why Shmuel's disappointed, why Hashem's disappointed. He says, it's because I'm not enough present. They, they so to speak, they despise me. I'm not present enough. And they need somebody to hold them together. They need a government to, to, to uh, create civility. 
Um, however, we asked another question. If if there's a disappointment, so why why not say, hey, guys, work on yourselves, bring yourselves to a proper place, proper societal governance without a king, and now then we'll give you the king, the higher level as intended. Why does Hashem give in and say, okay, we'll give you a king like all the nations? We understand that his movement says that it's understood. Hashem nonetheless, he gives in, so to speak, and says, okay, guys, if that's where you're up to, place for yourself a king at that level. Because if there's a lack of yiruk, there's lack of awe of Hashem, whatever reason it is, even if it's a disappointment that they should be higher level, but that's the level they're at, that's realistically where they're at. So nonetheless, even if it's a disappointment, that the person should, society should have come to that place on their own without a king, can't wait though. And if that's where they're holding, God forbid that until that time where the, where the Yid comes to it on his own, there should be no king. Appoint a king, even for the lower level. Right away, you need a king. Right away when there's a realization that there's a lack of self-control, which should be self-motivated, bring in a king. That's the reality. And then as time progresses, here we're talking about it in Abedas Hashem, right? As time progresses, person will reach a level where he's already, so to speak, a, a proper person that acts in the way he should act. He doesn't need that external influence that brings him to submissiveness and to all of Hashem and to proper behavior. Then he'll be able to avail himself of the higher level of king where the king brings him things he wouldn't be able to reach on his own. Higher level of, of Yira, the higher level of supernal fear of Hashem. Dalit, four. The Rebbe says we're not going to leave this in the realm of a, an answer to a, uh, a, a, what seems to be a contradiction between the, the mitzvah as, a, as said in our parsha and what unfolded in Shmuel. From everything we learn, you have to get a teaching in the service of Hashem. Even at the time of Golos, there's no king. So how can this apply to us? We said you have to come into Eretz and we need Mashiach to have a king. But our sages tell us, Man Malki Rabbanon, who are the kings today? Those are Rabbanon, those are the Torah teachers and scholars. And just like there's a mitzvah of appointing a king, similarly a Yid has upon himself a mitzvah as spoken about in Pirkei Oves, to appoint upon himself a king, but in the form of a Rabbanon, in the form of a teacher. Say lecharav, Pirkei Oves says, make for yourself a teacher. And here's the teaching that we have in regards to how do we go about that from the mitzvah that we've just explained about appointing a king. There are some people that think, hey, you know, I don't need a king for lower level things. For lower level things, I'm a, and I understand myself what's right to do. I can make my own decisions. I don't need to go and ask somebody who I've appointed upon myself to be my mentor, to be my teacher, to be my raf. The Mishnah here says, no, no, no. Every Jew needs to have a teacher, a rab. The person may think, okay, I know that we need a teacher. That's to teach me, you know, lofty things. But I'm talking about simple things. I can self-control. I can know if I have a choice to do this or to do that. I'm able to rely on my own judgment that I'm doing what's better for Hashem, what's better altruistically, not what's better for me, my, myself personally, subjectively. No, no, no. Hello, I know that that's where you would like to be. You'd like to be this person that can um, conduct himself properly. I, well, you've seen already that time has passed and you're still in that same lower level where you're still not totally uh, leading your life 
making the right decisions that are all God-based and not personally based. No, but still, I don't need an hour for that. I'm going to wait till Hashem inspires me from above. I, this is something demeaning, in other words, below me to go and consult on things that are simple and I should be able to figure out myself. Hashem will inspire me, bring me to a level of maturity, emotional, spiritual maturity, where I'll be able to do the lower level things myself. So here we have the instruction from what took place by the time of Shaul. When they came and asked the king, they said, they, they, they admitted, we're not at the level we should be. We, we need a king to, just like other people, just like other nations needs a king, just to make us civil, to make us fear Hashem in a very basic way. And here's where we have that, that, level, that lesson now applied to us. Even though really what Hashem wants, and really, yes, you're right, you should be able to act properly and and, and intellectual and as far sorry spiritually mature and the king would be to bring it to a higher level only but if you understand that your situation is as to paraphrase what Hashem said me you have despised God forbid in other words a yid could be living a life where Hashem is not at the center of everything is not always present as being what motivates his decisions or God forbid even a suspicion perhaps some of his decisions are ego based or, or animalistically based not God based place for yourself a king in other words in this context the king is alav go make sure to ask somebody else how your behavior should be yeah hey five paragraph five there are some people at the other end of the spectrum. They say, hey, I believe I do need a Rav. But um, how can I find somebody better than me that to be able to guide me? <laughs> I'd love to have, I agree, I'd love to take for myself a spiritual guide, a mentor. I don't want to make decisions myself. I know that I'm at a level where perhaps I'm invested and I'm subjective. And, but I can't find anybody. And that guy, nah. So a person has to know that's also coming from the Yetzirah. Because it's not possible that there shouldn't be somebody in your environment, as the as the Rebbe quotes in, in footnote thirteen, the Bermedr says, There's no generation that doesn't have it, somebody like Moshe. There's never a situation where there isn't somebody of leadership. It's not possible in the reality of Hashem's world that there that there isn't somebody that you know that has more love of God and fear of God than you. And maybe he can be for you a mentor. But it may not be so simple to submit yourself before somebody else. It says, Make for yourself a, a rav. You know the, the language, just make. Interesting that there's a halacha where we use this. Maisa means do. So asay means do for yourself. Make for yourself a rav. But there's also, maisa can, the, the word me'ase means force. There's a halacha about tzedakah. There's a law. Somebody doesn't want to give tzedakah and, he's, and there's a communal responsibility to you can force, for certain tzedakahs, you can force somebody to give tzedakah. The language used is me'asin. You're able to make it be done even against the other person's will. You're able to force the tzedakah to be given. To make for yourself a rav can also require self-determination where, to use language in the sikha, kfiyas yeshus atzmi, bending your own ego. There's a submissiveness that we, by nature, have, many of us, by nature, have trouble with. To understand that we need to come 
and receive guidance from others, from somebody else who we've appointed upon ourselves to be our spiritual guide. And that could take yigi, it could take to do that, may take toiling. Maybe you'll have to toil to find the right fit for somebody who's spiritually ahead of him and can advise him. But we're instructed by the Mishnah to do that. We're instructed, and you will find, because you cannot rely upon yourself. A person is not allowed and not able, and not when he's intellectually, if he's, if he's intellectually honest, You'll know what the Pirkei Ovis says, you cannot rely on yourself till the day of passing. In other words, you can never rely on yourself. We are subjective. Come on, you know that the mind conjures up all kinds of reasons and things why what, you, why what you're doing because of some kind of self-interest in your mind sometimes can be portrayed as being altruistic. That's our human nature. We're subjective. You need to have a love. You need to have somebody objective who can guide you. And we know, even though it may be difficult to find that, the guy told us, if you toil, you will find. If you really look truthfully to find a guide, to find a spiritual guide, you'll find. And what does a rav do? If the rav is like a melech, so now let's correlate it back. What does a king do with the people? This year we have a special year. The whole year is called Hakel. Really the, the assembly of the entire Jewish people was during, during the festival of Sukkot. But the Rebbe said that this spreads through the entire year. What happened during that assemblage on Sukkot? The king had to read the portions of Torah. Prominently amongst those portions of Torah is the Shema and the Vahayim Shamaya. What is what do those parshas speak about? We said them every day. First Shema, which is Shema Yisrael, Hear, O Israel, Hashem Elokein, Hashem Echad. A Jew has to understand. You talk to yourself. Hear, Hashem is one. In other words, accepting the yoke of heaven upon ourselves. And then, of course, if you accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven. What follows is you should listen to Hashem. If you listen to Hashem, then the Torah says, you will gather in your grains. In other words, what we have to understand is that, and we sometimes have difficulty, it seems, understanding that. That's when we, a rab, a teacher, a melech has to, every seven years, say this again. We say it every day, but here's what we have to hear. If you listen to Hashem, you'll be blessed with your, with having plenty of grain. Okay, that just sounds like Okay, there's going to be a reward. No. Whatever it says here. This is something that's, in a way, higher than, higher than, uh, than intellect. In other words, listening to Hashem, how does that bring you more grain? To put it into a, a modern-day scenario, how is davening with a minion going to help you in your business? It would seem even counterintuitive. Perhaps davening with a minion will take away times for you to be available for business meetings. So the king is coming from an exalted position of seeing what the average person doesn't see. What he explains to you is, first of all, the oneness of Hashem, and you have to submit to Hashem. But then he also explains, he wants you to understand what he sees, but now what we may not understand, it may be counterintuitive. He wants to give you to understand that the ingathering of the grain is dependent on the Shomer Tishma, listening to Hashem. And, and this is what a rav can also achieve. There's a function also of a melech. And after the rav is going to, that's lower level though, is going to arouse you that you should be submissive before Hashem and have the yoke of, of, of Hashem on you. In the lower level, like the first level of king, then he's also going to be blessed 
to bring upon you the higher level you're seeking. Yira Allah, the higher form of fear of Hashem. And a fascinating thing, you know, the Rebbe, this is a talk from 1953, Shnas Hakel, a Sukkot talk. The Rebbe spoke about this in Tafshin Mevav, I believe, 1986, was it the end of 85 or 86? The Rebbe spoke about this and he used the language a heartfelt request that everybody should appoint for themselves a Rav, a spiritual guide and mentor. An interesting thing that I believe the Rebbe says there in those Sikhs, you know, is the person you're going to, I mean, if you go to a Rebbe, of course, the Rebbe is, a Rebbe is not a super chassid. The Rebbe is a next level. So it's a totally removed level. Rebbe is, is a neshama batzilzi. He sees things that chassidim don't see. And obviously, you ask the Rebbe, the Rebbe, that's something else. But the Rebbe said, I, you need to have a rab from within. From within, a rab means that you have to have a spiritual guide, a mentor from within the general society. So is he really all that endowed? I'm going to ask him what to do. Said the Rebbe, if, 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 if Torah is telling us, and in our generation, the Rebbe is telling us, you have to be very meticulous about this mitzvah, about this instruction of the Pirkei to put for yourself a spiritual guide, don't rely on yourself, go and take counsel, then Hashem will give you, via Him, that correct answer. The proper way you should conduct yourself. You see, it's not because you don't have to see that that person is so deeply intelligent and devout. Yes, you should look for somebody who's ahead of you in that spectrum. But still, when you understand that that's what Hashem wants, that's what's in the Torah, that's what the Chacham say Pirkei Ovis, that's what in our generation, as I said, is a call of the hour to make sure then you understand that Hashem's message to you, and as Chassidim, the Rebbe's um, tailor-made message in the generation for you as the Moshe in our generation is going to come to you through that Rav. And it seems to be that the Rebbe is saying here, besides for that level, there's also a higher level of Bittal that will be coming to you. But I'm not sure. Again, I'm just trying to connect a few things. Definitely we know the Rebbe is firmly, firmly, firmly insistent that everybody has to have a Seyed Chodav. And the Rebbe says here, you may have to work on it. And it may be not easy for you to appoint somebody. It may not be easy for you to find some. To toil at it. It's not just a haphazard thing. If I bump into it, you got to work on it. And all of this has a connect, special connection to the end, the heels of Mashiach. And that was the end of time where the heels, the whole generation, the whole, the whole Am Yisrael, and the whole collective history is like one body. We're at the heels. We're all the way at the end. Right before Mashiach comes, what's Mashiach? Two things. A Rav is going to teach everybody Torah. Even to the obvious of Rishabim, he's going to have incredible depth in Torah. And a Melech. The combination of those two things, Melech and Rav. May you all have success in finding your Asayel Chadav and making your king upon yourself and having both levels. And we should have Mashiach right now. Book 24, the first 
regard to the mitzvah that it's 